Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Experience. I'm your host, Brianna Bowley, International Human Potential Coach and founder of the Live Free Movement, a movement dedicated to showing the world what else is possible. Uh, on today's show, we're chatting to a very special guest and also a coach of mine. Um, so I've done quite a bit of work with this particular individual, um, and he's a pretty knowledgeable guy. He, he manages to, um, to floor me quite regularly. Um, so yeah, today we're chatting to Glenn Lomond. I'm hoping I got that right because I always get the last name wrong. Um, Glenn, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, you got that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to tell everyone a little bit about what you do, um, Glenn, work, uh, Glenn founder, founder of BPM Holistic Wellness, is that right? Yep. 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 Uh, and Glenn is a holistic personal trainer and uh, lifestyle coach specializing in performance and recovery. So, um, Glenn, did you want to tell us a little bit more in-depthly what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So it's a bit of a loaded question, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's quite a lot that I do. But basically, if you think of a personal trainer um, who works your body, most personal trainers just focus on the body and a little bit of nutrition. And my main focus is the whole body and the mind. So it's not just, you know, uh, go to the gym, work out and eat this. It's more of a holistic approach to focus on the mindset and then everything else will flow from that, really. Cool. I love that. Um, so we've sort of, you know, through our work together, you know, I've, I've dabbled in working with you here and there. And so we've done, you know, you've led me through, uh, what was it? Was it a 10-day juice fast? Uh, seven, actually, that one. Seven? Yep. Damn. Oh, damn, I talked <laughs> myself up there and you crushed me. No, um, seven-day juice fast. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we've also done uh, some breathing techniques for performance, for recovery, um, and then also uh, an ice bath, um, which, like, all of that stuff coming from, I suppose, a fairly conventional fitness background of, you know, for me, bodybuilding and um, the real sort of meathead dieting and all that sort of stuff, like, you've really opened my eyes up to a whole new way of thinking about health and um, performance. Um, yeah. So where the hell do we start? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's up to you. I mean, let, let's look at the fasting for a start if you want. All right, awesome. So, yeah, you led me through a seven-day fast, not 10, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, as I said, you know, I, I come from a background which um, was very – meat heady like you know chicken rice broccoli um you know that sort of stuff and to be honest when I first started speaking to you I was like what's this guy on about like juice <laughs> fasting like you lose all your gains and where do you get your protein and you know wank wank basically um <laughs> and yeah like I kind of I was pretty uh what's the word um cynical I suppose about how it could possibly actually be good for you um and it wasn't until I actually gave it a whirl and tried it out for myself that I realized just how incredible it is. So, um, again, where do we start on this topic? But do you want to tell us a little bit about juice fasting and the benefits of it? Yeah, sure. So just going back, I was probably the exact same as you when I first found out about fasting. Yep. I was, you know, very, very skeptical. I thought, what the hell are these people talking about? You know, not eating at all for days. Mm. And I thought the exact same thing. I thought, you know, that can't be good for you. 
But then I did more research into it, and I researched it for about three, four months before I actually came around to say, okay, maybe there is premise to this. Um, maybe I should give it a go. And after doing my own research, I gave it a go. I did seven days, no food, just liquid. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the most profound experience I've had, you know, around my relationship with food mm. and how I used it to cover up things and band-aid things. Yeah. So the whole fasting thing, it's been around for, you know, centuries. So it's not a new thing. It's just left field, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. And what got me into it was the whole longevity thing. So longevity to me means, you know, living a long and quality life. Mm. And that's what's kind of sparked my interest because a lot of um, cultures, I guess you could say, over the years have done a lot of fasting and that's prolonged their lifespan for their generations. Yeah. So when I looked into that, I thought, okay, maybe there's some premise behind it. I'll give it a go. I did seven days. And once you get to a certain point in your fast, you don't require food anymore, mm. as silly as that sounds. But it's, it's more of a you know, mindset thing to overcome the need for food in those first few days. Yeah. So if you can overcome that sort of mindset around you know, wanting food as opposed to needing food, you can realize down the track when you're using food as a band-aid to, you know, push down feelings or um, deal with certain emotions that may be coming up. Mm. So my fasting experience that time was awesome. And then I kind of did a few more after that, you know, uh, seven, ten days. It ranged between there. And each time I got something different out of it. I got a different learning. I got different experiences. And I felt like I was just peeling the layers of the onion back. Yeah. And by doing that, you know, you're giving your body a chance to rest and repair itself, which we don't normally do as a society these days. We're just, you know, stuffing it with food. We're stuffing it with, you know, everything. And we're not giving it a time to rest and digest and repair, really. Yeah. So when we can stop eating, we're giving our stomach, our digestive system, the chance to have a break for once. We're not we're not designed to you know eat three, four, five, even six meals in some mm. people's lives every single day. So if we can dial that back for a set period of time and just see what works for the individual then, you know, in most cases, your body's going to go into a, a repair stage and start repairing itself from the inside out, mm. which is quite different to, I guess, the medical world these days. They always want to, you know, repair from the outside in almost and treat the yeah. symptom before treating the cause. Mm. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different elements there but in effect fasting is so powerful because it gives your body the time to rest repair mm. and work on itself instead of using its energy to digest the food 
to break it down into uh, all the microparticles and, you know, process it. Yeah. So when we can give our bodies that chance to rest, repair, you know, there's studies out there. I'm not going to go too much into it, but, you know, the body can repair itself. It's designed to repair itself. Mm. When we get a cut, what's our body do? It repairs it. Yeah. So our body is designed to repair itself to a state of balance, you know, homeostasis, where it's all optimal um, functioning. Yeah. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, for me, the, when I did the seven-day juice fast, um, you know, through you, through working with you, like that was, you touched on it, it was... For me, one of the most profound experiences in terms of, as you said, noticing my patterns around using food as um, a Band-Aid or a cover-up or a, yep. you know, um, an avoidance mechanism or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, I like to think that uh, I've always been fairly self-aware about food um, and how I relate to food, but that was a whole other level. And um, yep. particularly because... Um, you know, when I do things, I don't do them in halves. When we did that fast, we sort of opted to do, I think it was just after Christmas and through mm. the new year. So there was kind of that added pressure of like, you know, it's such a social time of year and, you know, everyone's mm. drinking and what have you. Um, so it brought up a lot of stuff for me. But what amazed me was that, you know, I'd come from a background of, you know, eating, as with bodybuilding, eating, you know, six small meals a day that mm. when it came to going, well, I'm not going to eat at all for seven days, how the hell am I going to do this? <laughs> and what floored me was that um, I realized, I think it was the first four days, I actually wasn't hungry. Like yeah. I was having these, um, you know, like my stomach was rumbling and stuff, but when I really looked into it, it was sort of coming up as like because I was bored or because, you know, I was with people who were eating or whatever it may be. but you know, as soon as sort of that moment would pass, all of a sudden those hunger pains would pass. And, yeah, I realized that I think it took me four days to actually become hungry for the first time. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, I mean, honestly, I really surprised myself because I didn't think I'd last a day. Um, so when I lasted the seven days, it was, yeah, it was really profound for me. And I came out of it with such a deep awareness of what I did use food for, um, around my emotions and what have you. So, yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. And that's just the mental side of things, you know, the mental, emotional side of things. That's, that's right. not even yeah. touching on what it did for me physically and, you know, the alertness I felt. And, um, you know, once I got past, I guess, the initial detox headaches, yep. um, just the difference in my vision and, you know, my awareness and my the clarity of my thoughts. And it was amazing. It was just like a, you know, a... a a detox on all levels. Definitely, yeah. Sometimes it just feels like a massive weight has been lifted off you. And yeah, you know, there's a cloud of fog that just clears from your mind, yeah. from your vision, from your hearing. Everything heightens. Mm. And that's, that's probably my favorite point of fasting. You know, when you get to that point and you get that fogginess just clear. Yeah. And, and you get that like rush of energy, you actually feel like, you're on top of the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people will call it euphoric, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's it's your body 
running optimally. It's mm. it's doing its job, and that's how yeah. we should feel most of the time. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, the best way I could describe it is like this ongoing state. You know how, you know when you've just had a really good massage and you've, yep. you've either had, you know, a bit of a sleep or you've had kind of a chance to kind of meditate and you come out of it and you just feel really clear and, and, and aligned and, you, you know, it's just that real centered feeling, that grounded feeling. Yeah, um, definitely. It was like that but ongoing. Um, yes. And I, I know for me, um, you know, I'm quite a, um, like I'm a go, go, go kind of person. So what I found was that before doing the fast, there were times where I'd hit, I'd feel like during the day I hit a wall and it would be this sluggish kind of clouded feeling um, where, you know, it'd be, I'd be fighting having a nap basically. Um, and then during the fast and after the fast, um, I found that it was, you know, I'd, I'd wake up and I'd immediately be wide awake. Like I'd jump, you know, I'd want to jump out of bed and, I just had that ongoing consistent energy rather than having, you know, uh, pits and sort of troughs. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The sleeping quality actually blows me away sometimes. Mm. You know, the quality of sleep that you get when you're fasting or, you know, letting your body recover, mm. you wake up feeling so much better. Yeah, and it's I found I awesome. actually needed less sleep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, because the sleep I was getting was, was, you know, even though there was less of it, it was a higher quality. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, your body's not worrying about digesting food during the night time. It's just, you know, going to work and repairing mm. itself. Yeah. Mm, powerful stuff. Um, definitely. Cool. So, look, you've done a little bit of work with uh, the Iceman, Wim Hof himself, yep. um, which that in itself is pretty incredible because, you know, the dudes out there doing wild, wild stuff. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Cool. So I'll dial it back a bit. So I came across Wim Hof listening to a podcast just like this. Um, I think it was with Tim Ferriss. And then I got yeah. on to one with Joe Rogan that he did. Uh, so that was a few years ago. And then, you know, it, it pricked my mind up what he was saying, what he was doing. And I'm someone who likes to be a bit different I guess you could say I like to do things you know left field so what he was saying what he was doing was completely out of the ordinary I guess of the general model that most people go by so mm -hmm. it pricked my attention I thought who the hell is this guy you know he climbs Mount Everest in his shorts and sh <laughs> shoes uh, no breathing apparatus so no oxygen up Mount Everest he's sat in pretty much solid ice up to his neck for almost two hours. He uh, swum under ice caps for, I think it was 100 metres uh, for an unofficial record. Yeah, this dude's just insane. Mm. So that kind of stuff pricks my attention. And when it does, I generally get immersed in researching about that sort of stuff, just like I did with fasting that time. Mm -hmm. So once I heard these podcasts, I researched him, I looked into him, and I didn't really, you know, believe his method all came down to a, a few things. So it's breath work, cold exposure, and mindset. So I believed the whole mindset thing, but the whole breath work thing was a bit um, out there, even mm -hmm. for me. But being me, I thought, mm -hmm. okay, I'll give it a go. So I gave the exercises a go. 
and they rocked my world. Like, mm. just the simple breathwork techniques that he has on his website for free, which anyone can go and check out, you know, they absolutely rocked my world. They put me in a state of, um, I guess you could say bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, I could feel myself regulating my whole nervous system, as you, if you could say. You know, my stress levels just started diminishing. My, um, my sleep quality improved straight after doing the breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. It was all just a cascading effect, I think. Yeah. And when I got dedicated doing the methods, that's when shit really got serious. <laughs> um, and then I found out he was coming to Australia. So I was straight on that. So he was doing a retreat in Victoria, um, mm-hmm. just off the Great Ocean Road. So I booked in for that straight away. And yeah, we, we spent almost a week training with Wim himself. And there was, uh, I think, 40, 50 of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it was an amazing week of just, you know, learning from someone who doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> – uh, sorry, can I swear on here? <laughs> yeah, go for gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he doesn't give a fuck about what anyone thinks. Yeah. He just does. You know, he, yeah. He, he lives his life. He, he doesn't care what anyone else does or thinks or, or says about him. I think because he was so uh, put down for yeah. 20, 30 years because everyone thought he was just a crazy Dutch man who had no idea about physiology or anything like that. Mm. But he was claiming that he could control his immune system, control his hormonal system, all mm. those sorts of outrageous claims. So the whole scientific community thought he was just a wacko. Yeah. And so did the media. So the media, you know, went out against him for a while. But now it's done a full circle and he's doing studies with um, big universities in America, so Stanford, all those ones. And they've done a full circle. The media loves him now. You know, he's Mm. spreading a message of strength, happiness and health all around the world. And it's simple. Like, it's just three simple methods that he preaches, which mm. is breathing, cold exposure, and mindset. But mm. those elements there, you know, once I did the breathing work and then exposed myself to cold, it all just interlined with the mindset that I'd already learned, you know, it's through mm. fasting, through all the personal development that I've done. So it all just fell into place really for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we spent a week doing probably, I think it was up to five or six hours of breath work every day. Wow. And we did, I think a couple of days we did two or three ice baths in a day. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the other days we just did one ice bath in a day. Yeah. So pretty much it was just, you know, breath work and ice bath every day for up to a week. And I came away from that just blown away with how strong my mind is Mm -hmm. and how powerful it can be when you put your mind to something and you do it. Mm. That was the thing that uh, kind of got me hooked even more, I guess you could say. Yeah. 
you know, when you can sit in the ice for, you know, up to 10 minutes at a time and not feel so cold that you're going to die, it's pretty powerful for the mindset. And that's the whole thing that I love about what he's doing and cold exposure and all that sort of stuff. I just love the mindset around it. Mm. If you can face that sort of stress, then general day-to-day stress is going to be pretty much minimal compared to that stress in the ice. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that that experience there was the catalyst to me, you know, going down different routes and learning different breath work as well from different people. Mm -hmm. So I've uh, been learning from a coach in America called Rob Wilson. Um, he works with Brian McKenzie, um, who they run Power Speed Endurance, which is a coaching company who specialize in specialize in athlete coaching and general population coaching to you know get the best out of your performance in the gym and out of the gym. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am in my career and my coaching. That's all I want for people, you know, to get the best out of their life because I know they're capable of it, but most people don't think that they're capable of it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a bit sad, but I used to be in those shoes as well, so I know what it's like to think, you know, what if I can't do it or or what if or what if. Mm. But I know what it's like. So by me working with Wim Hof, by me working with... Power Speed Endurance team, I've learned so many different methods that work for me Mm -hmm. and work for others. So from that, um, I've been doing my own workshops here in Adelaide Mm -hmm. and, you know, it involves different types of breath work. It involves cold exposure. So it, it brings all those elements into one sort of package, which is for general population, but also for athletes who want performance and recovery um, Mm. in the gym and out of the gym. Yeah. So there's so many different elements to it, and it all came from me stepping up and challenging myself. Yeah. Getting the self-belief, you know, within me that I could handle that shit. Yeah. So now I know I can do it, so anyone can do it. Yeah. Mm. So, look, I'm sorry. You go. No, you're all right. You're all right. I was just going to say, <laughs> like that, that's my favourite part when I do my workshops is seeing people overcome their own barriers and their own yeah. mindset. And, mm. you know, they finish the workshop, they get out of the ice and they're almost a completely different person after the first mm-hmm. time. Definitely. It's, it's extremely powerful seeing them overcome mm. their own mind and their own barriers to, you know, think, shit, well... What else can I do if I can do this? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, look, I, w- I want to. I've had the pleasure of, you know, participating in some of your workshops. So, I do want to touch on them. But yeah. you spoke briefly there about how you've come from the mindset of, you know, sort of feeling disempowered and feeling like, you know, none of it was possible for you and and, and what have you. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about where you have come from? Because I, I know aspects of your story and, yep. like, 
yeah, the, the turnaround is huge. So, yeah, would yeah. you share that? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'll start in high school. You know, most people don't really have a good memory of high school, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably not the most pleasurable place for most people. So I was the same. I went through high school. I was overweight. I was, you know, the fat kid who didn't really have any friends, but I invited myself everywhere. Um, You know, I was the one getting bullied, paid out, all those sorts of things. And I just felt like I didn't fit in, Mm. which is probably true because that's probably why I don't like things the norm these days. But yeah, you know, I was always bullied. I was always overweight. And then I started hanging around with people who were doing drugs, you know, getting drunk every weekend. And this was when I was probably 13, 14. Mm -hmm. So I started smoking weed when I was 13. And this was every weekend to start off with, you know, getting Mm -hmm. drunk, smoking weed. And then probably by the time I was 14, 15, it turned into every day smoking weed. And then uh, it just got worse and worse. And then when I was 18, I stopped smoking weed, but I started going out partying in nightclubs and mm-hmm. taking party drugs. So, you know, I gave up one to substitute it with the other. Yeah. Um, and my life was just falling apart, I guess you could say, around those sorts of things. You know, I was just living for the weekend. I was waiting for the weekend. Um, I'd party Friday, Saturday night, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you know, waiting for the weekend. And then I was in a relationship at the time when I was 19, 20 or something. And Mm -hmm. that fueled that whole scene more because it was a relationship built on the whole partying scene, I guess you could say. Yeah. So that just continued, continued, Mm. continued. And then I think when I was 21, uh, my brother was killed in a car accident. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, rocked my world so much. My older brother, you know, I was at work one day, got a phone call and then had to rush home, um, console my mum and, Mm. you know, have the cops there and everything. And that just shook my whole world. Mm. And it sent me further down into a um, spiral. Yeah. So I went further into the drugs, further into partying, all that sort of stuff, just to mask the whole thing, not yeah. deal with it. Yeah. So by me masking it, I was just, you know, as we said before with the whole fasting thing, put a Band-Aid over it. Yeah. And by me doing that, I wasn't dealing with it, so it was just getting built up, built up, built up. Um, and then by the time I was, I think 23 or something, uh, my grandma, who I was really close with, uh, she passed away from cancer. So I just, you know, watched her deteriorate mm. over, I think it was only three or four months. So it just deteriorated really, really quickly. And, you know, I was there in the last few hours before she passed away. And that was another point which rocked my world. And I could have dealt with it a lot better. But mm-hmm. I dealt with it how I did at the time with what I knew. 
and I was partying and drugs and all that sort of stuff. So I continued down that, you know, downward, downward spiral until I was about 25 and that's when I hit my rock bottom. So, you know, we'd had a massive party bender over New Year's and my birthday is seven days after New Year's and it was just before my 25th birthday and, you know, we'd had a massive bender over New Year's. I was coming down and I just hit rock bottom. You know, I thought there was nothing else to live for. Um, so I locked myself away in a room and just sat there for probably a day and a half, almost two days, just bawling my eyes out and just contemplating suicide just numerous times. Yeah. And then I just, you know, something in my head just clicked after a while and it just said, enough's enough. You know, there's mm-hmm. more to life. Mm-hmm. There has to be. There has to be more to life. So at that point, I just, yeah, snapped out of it somehow for some reason. And I just said to myself, I've got to make myself proud to be able to make my family proud. Yeah. And that, you know, it still gives me goosebumps. Mm. When, When I can think of my brother who passed away, who was taken way too early, Mm-hmm. And my grandma who passed away, you know, if I can make myself proud of myself, that's going to make them proud of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I got to that point, I just said enough's enough. And that was it. I gave up everything, you know, cold turkey, drugs, alcohol. I gave it all up. Um, and that was the whole turning point really for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into the whole personal development world um i went to my first personal development event a month after that point yeah and yeah i mean you know you've been to the events um that i'm talking about and that's with Mm -hmm. mojo master Mm -hmm. and you know that first initial exposure to personal development proved to me that there was more to life and that Mm -hmm. more was out there if i wanted it Definitely. And, you know, that just created a upward spiral, I guess you could say, um, into the whole personal development sort of scene and has, yeah, continued to this day. And I love Mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that gives me the feels. Um, Actually, I was thinking about this just this morning. Um, So, you know, we touched on just briefly before we hit record that – I'm doing a written interview for a friend and uh, a lot of kind of the questions that were, were asked of me was, you know, around goal setting and what have you, you know, considering we've just um, just started the new year. Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of as I was filling out these answers, uh, I think one of the questions was, um, uh, what was it? Um, what, what would you, I, I, it was a fairly broad question. What would you say to anyone reading this? And yeah. What I wrote down was, and I, I feel like this really aligns with, with what you've just said, um, you know, for me having come from like a similar background and having that um, sort of uh, rock bottom moment where it's like, wow, like there has to be something more to life. Yeah. Um, my answer to that question was uh, something along the lines of, you know, go out and do your thing and, and recognize that there is so much more to life that so many people are missing out on just because they're not choosing to 
see that there is a possibility beyond their current limitations, you know, and they're yeah. not choosing to take empowering and inspiring uh, challenges in order to open the door to, you know, a whole new world. Um, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure you've, I mean, you touched on it a moment ago, um, but I know for me, I often have moments with clients where they've had that click and you can see them, you know, looking around the room or looking around, um, you know, outside and, and it's like suddenly they see the whole world differently. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think it's really sad that people miss out on that, but it's the most incredible thing to witness um, someone have that moment. And, and I know for me, having done, you know, and this is sort of a segue, but having done some of your courses, I've had plenty of moments like that where it's, it's wow, like this is a whole new experience for me and this, this has just opened my eyes to so much more possibility. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So can we touch on your workshops then? Because, I mean, yeah. I've done... I've done a number of one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with you around like the breathwork stuff, you know, your, your own sort of individual um, method of the, the breathwork. Um, and I've also done uh, an ice bath sort of workshop with you. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Did you want to go into, did you want to talk about them first or did you want me to talk about my experience with them or, or where did you want to yeah. start? Um, let's go with your experience and then we can sort of, you know, bounce off of that and, if you've got any questions okay. around your experience as well, we can cover that. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about the ice bath workshop because that kind of involved both the breath work and the, um, and the ice bath. And I know that some of the stuff we've done one-on-one -on -one may be a little bit further advanced um, yep. to be sort of talking about on a podcast. Um, yep. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't want people going out and trying it without sort of having, no. you know. Yeah. So for me... Like this stuff's all relatively new to me. Like I've, I know a bit about Wim Hof, which is, you know, a similar sort of thing to what you do. Um, and I've heard a lot about, you know, how he claims to control his immune system and the studies around that and what have you. But I was a little bit like, you know, what can breath work sort of do to, to yeah. shift it? But yeah. for me, um, yeah, I wowed myself numerous times doing the breath work because, you know, there's specific things in there like breath holds and, and I sort of had this perception around um, not being able to hold my breath for a very long period of time and, and that sort of stuff. And um, through the work with you, observing myself, pushing my own limitations in that sense and mentally kind of almost, um, what's the word? Almost overriding the natural human um, reaction of, of panicking when you're not breathing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, from that, oh, the feeling was overwhelming. It was, um, again, like that sense of extreme clarity, um, kind of, it, it was like seeing the world in HD after, you know, high definition coming out and suddenly like my vision felt clearer, um, and it was kind of like being in a fishbowl for a moment and then coming out of it and I could, you know, like my hearing was clearer. Um, yeah, so I guess that kind of sums up briefly the breathwork stuff. Yep. But the ice bath was a real game changer because for me, like I, I hate the cold. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I bitch, about, <laughs> bitch about it to you all the time. 
But yeah, yeah I hate the cold. Uh, I've done limb immersions, which like they're not too bad. Um, yeah. But for me, like the thought of will it like choosing to climb into, uh, I think it was five degrees the day we did it, the the ice, yep. the the water. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so the sort of like willingly submerging my entire body in that was like, what the hell? And I honestly thought that I'd pretty much jump in and be like, fuck this and jump straight out. Um, But I think in the end, I lasted about eight and a half minutes through your guidance, through you sort of, you know, like I'd have moments where I'd start to shiver and you'd guide me through a particular method to, um, you know, stop stop that feel. I, I, I don't know what you call it, override, I suppose, that feeling of, your body's natural response to the cold. Um, but jumping out of that ice bath was A, a feeling of holy shit. <laughs> I did not think I'd do that. Like a really empowering feeling. Um, but on top of that, like, again, just feeling that that clarity, that, um you know, that feeling I spoke of before about when you've just finished a mass- massage and you feel really grounded and really um, just clear and, and detoxed and and what have you. Um, and sort of since then, I've made a real effort, despite the fact that I hate the cold, um, to every morning choose to have a cold shower instead of my normal hot shower. Yep. And the difference in my energy levels from that um, and the difference in how it wakes me up immediately and makes me feel alive immediately, like from, you know, the very start of my day um, is huge. You know, it's it's such a huge contrast from my normal comfortable hot shower. And I'm now getting to the point where I'm actually loving my cold showers. Like I look forward to them, which like yeah. is, that in itself is a bit what the fuck when, when it comes yeah. to me in the cold. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess to sum up, for me, it was like an incredible groundbreaking experience because it's something that I felt so uncomfortable around. Um, yeah, <laughs> a really empowering yeah, experience. Definitely. And it, it's all about, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And Pushing the limit. Yeah, when you can get to that point of, you know that you're uncomfortable, but you're comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. That's when I think the growth really happens, and that's when yeah. those those moments happen. You know, the clarity the clarity comes, and yeah. those moments of focus come yeah. from being uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and I think and as well that yeah, I think as well that it it you know it's not just hey let's go sit in a really really cold bath for no. x amount of time. It's so much more than that because you know yeah. I I came out of that going well fuck if I can do that and that's one of the things that you know like it to, to be honest the thought of it really actually frightened me quite a yep. bit um and like I felt all sorts of panic before um you know my turn to jump in and I, you know I sort of stalled I was like oh, I'll make sure I'm one of the last to go um yep. you know we'll, we'll wait it out as long as possible but um yeah after doing that it was like well if I manage to overcome that what else can I overcome like you know, right. it, 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 it's not just jumping into a freezing cold bath. It's so much more than that, and it ripples out to every other area of life. That's right. And it's not yeah. just, you know, there's, there's so many different physiological benefits to cold exposure, mm. but I love the mindset benefits. Yeah. And as I yeah. said before, you know, it, it's seeing the people overcome those barriers and 
that limiting mindset of, you know, they hate cold, so they're not going to get exposed to it. So what other things are they hiding from? Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if they can face the cold, what else can they face? Mm. That whole mindset thing that I love about it. Yeah. You know, the physiological yeah. stuff is awesome, and I love that part of it as well. But the mindset is really what I love seeing people overcome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, after that ice bath, I sort of, you know, I reflected on it a bit and I came to the awareness that, you know, I remember as a kid, uh, you know, being 16 and, and like I loved the beach, I loved the water and I remember one particular day I was sitting with a friend and we were having this conversation. It was, I, you know, it was, I think it was coming into winter um, and, uh, yeah, we were having this conversation about how much we miss, miss the beach and how much we miss, you know, jetty jumping and, and going swimming and what have you. We were like, you know what, fuck it, let's let's just go down to the beach. And so, you know, we went down to the beach and just ran and jumped into the water. And it was freezing cold, but it was uh, – we just didn't think about it. We just did it, right? Yeah. And it was such a fun experience. And I still remember, like, the look on everyone's face on the jetty when there's these two girls, you know, start <laughs> of winter stripping down and just, you know, jumping straight in the water. Um, yeah. But what kind of, I guess – uh, unfolded after the experience working with you with the ice bath was that I'd sort of really disconnected from that really fun, spontaneous side of me yep. because I'd fallen into the comfort zone, right? And yep. I mean, even for me, like I'm someone who actively goes out and looks for challenges, but when it came to stuff like the cold, um, I'd just fallen into my comfort zone. And so having done that ice bath experience with you, I feel like I've really reconnected with that that fun, spontaneous, like, you know, um, I, I feel like I've, yeah, really reconnected with coming alive again and letting, not letting things like that be the block, um, yep. which that in itself is, I think, profound and it's a game changer for me. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was the same as well. I hated the cold. Um, I'm a summer baby, so my birthday's in January in the peak yeah. of summer in Australia yeah. and I was always loving the hot where everyone was always hating when it's over 35, 40 degrees <laughs> I was always the one loving it Yeah. so I hated the cold so Me going too, yeah. away to this retreat with Wim I was shit scared Yeah. I, I was yeah, absolutely packing myself before I you know, got into the ice and this was yeah. the middle of, middle of winter in Victoria where, you know, we were standing outside in our shorts, no shirt, and it was about six or seven degrees air temperature. Yeah. And we were doing certain techniques, and we were able to deal with that before even getting into the ice. Mm. So seeing how powerful our mind is just mm. blows me away every single time. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things I took away as well from the ice bath, if we look at the physiological side of things, like mm -hmm. I train fairly heavily and, um, you know, like recovery is something that I'm pretty mindful of because of the level that I do train and the, the consistency of my training. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really stood out for me, so I don't know whether you remember, but I showed up on the day with like a bruise on my shin from uh, kicking pads that was pretty yeah. much the size of my shin. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> yeah, you kind of can't forget it. This deep black bruise that took up most of my lower leg, um, yeah. and it was, you know, sort of, uh, 
it was that it, it was that deeper bruise that it was actually like affecting my walking because I could feel you know like you, you know that feeling with a deep bruise when you, you feel it pull through the muscles yep. um, and so when I'd step it was sort of like hindering my my I guess range of movement um, yep. or ease of movement and um, yeah so I'd sort of said to you like really briefly just before I jumped in the ice bath what will it do for the bruise will it you know heal it up quicker or you know um, and pretty much the next day the bruise was I mean it had gone from a really deep black color to you know that yellowy color when it's pretty much gone yep. um, and that that was the very next day um, yep. so I mean I don't know enough about the science of it yep. but the proof was there for me you know and it went from me struggling with that ease of movement from all the bruising to like feeling fresh as anything on it you know um yeah so that was a big big shift just just through that one ice bath yeah that's right yeah i mean physiologically the benefits are huge yeah not just for recovery for performance as well and yeah you know stress management just general day-to-day stress management but for performance and recovery, it's huge. You know, yeah. it's uh, reducing inflammation. So what your leg had with it around the bruise, um, from the bruise, was inflammation. Mm. And if you're exposing yourself to cold, it signals your body uh, to produce different chemicals, different hormones within your body to fight that inflammation. Yeah, and I've had people come to my workshop who get into the ice, and their ankles just, you know, flare up, and mm. they're in unbearable pain in their ankles. And then while they're in the ice, I say to them, "Okay, well, have you had ankle issues previously, or you know, injuries?" And they said, "Yes, yeah, I've always had issues with my ankles. You know, um, they had one injury a long time ago." And it's always been weak since then. Mm. So I said, okay, so it's always weak. It's always inflamed. So when you're getting into the ice, your body is saying, shit, you know, send all our anti-inflammatory properties to that spot Mm. to, you know, flush out all the inflammation and get rid of that inflammation because our bodies aren't meant to be inflamed. Yeah. So... It helps so much with inflammation by targeting mm. those areas and flushing them out. Mm. You know, the blood flow is going to be able to move a lot freer through through there. There's yep. not going to be as many blockages from the inflammation. So the blood flow, the energy is just going to be able to flow through there a lot better. Mm. And, you know, the inflammation is going to die down after a while. Yeah. So there's studies out there as well around rheumatoid arthritis and mm-hmm. a lot of autoimmune issues as well, which it all comes down to inflammation. Yeah. And, you know, the studies are looking at cold exposure, breath work, all those sorts of things and how they relate to the issues. And the results so far have been pretty damn phenomenal. Yeah. You know, if they can fight the inflammation off just from those small little changes, then it's going to be pretty powerful in the whole medical world if that's possible. Mm. 
Um, I mean, yeah, physiologically, after about two or three minutes, the benefits are reached physiologically. Mm. Yeah. After, you know, three minutes, it's more mindset in the ice. Mm. So that's why most sporting teams, you know, you got your football teams, all those sorts of things that do ice after games um, or training or something. Well, they, they don't do ice, they jump in ice bars. Yeah, I mean, they may, <laughs> they may only stay in there for 30 seconds, a minute, something like yeah. that. But they're doing it because they don't really want to. They're doing it for, uh, you know, recovery, but they're not dealing with the stress itself. Yeah. So it's a total different mindset when you're actually getting in because you're dealing with the stress that's happening as well as the physiological responses mm. that are happening through your body. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's I won't go into all the physical, physical benefits because there's way too many. Yeah, it would um, be here forever. That's right. <laughs> I mean, just the main ones is inflammation, um, immune system boosting, increasing brown fat, which is your metabolizing fat, mm-hmm. um, your healthy fat, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that aids in fat loss, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, there, there's so many benefits to it, but the mindset is where I find the most benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I noticed just in that one ice bath I did, Obviously, I've touched on the, the mental side of things, but just with my training, um, yep. just my overall well-being, just such a huge shift from one ice bath, you know. And, um, yep. yeah, for me, like, I'm finding myself, like, I'm hungry for more. Like, I've, I've been checking your Facebook, like, when's the next event? Um, <laughs> which, like, yeah, that's that's a big what the fuck for me. <laughs> yep, yep um, definitely. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. like, when I came back from the retreat in winter, I was going to the beach, um, you know, having cold winter swims and everything. And then mm. when the warmer weather came, I was actually craving the cold. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? Who, like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? I, I used to hate the cold. But, you know, you get to a point where you actually enjoy it mm. and you know that you're getting benefit out of it and you know that you're dealing with the stress around it. Mm. So, it, yeah, it's yeah. so powerful. My uh, my bathroom's being renovated at the moment, so I don't have a bath. So I'm <laughs> yep. like, damn it, like you know, I just sort of yeah, fill it up with cold water and then chuck some ice in it, and yep. Um, yep, yeah, you know, I'm craving that alive feeling that it gives you. Um, yes. So yeah, I need my dad to hurry up and finish up the renovation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, look, I could talk to you forever about this, like I really could, but uh. <laughs> Is there anything specific to that stuff that you want to touch on before I want to move on to a couple of other questions about you rather than about your work? Yep. Um, no, that pretty much sums it all up. I mean, as I've said plenty of times so far, it's, it's the mindset thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you can overcome that stress, day-to-day stress is nothing. Yeah. So, yep. you know, cr- most diseases are from chronic stress these days. And if you can deal with that chronic stress every single day just by having a cold shower or just by doing some breath work, then that chronic stress is going to diminish extremely mm. quickly. And, you know, your quality of life, your longevity 
is hopefully going to get longer for you. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, look, I've got three questions, and yep. I fully, fully credit these questions to a former coach of mine, Mitch Bean. Um, yep. He asked me these three questions, and, and they I thought they were pretty profound. So, um, you know, I, 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 I like hearing other people's answers. So, first question, what's the best advice anyone's ever given you? Um, probably to strap my balls back on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yep, yep. So, you know, man up. Was that um, Michael Johnson by any chance? That it sounds was, like a Mojo was. Master quote. <laughs> yep, definitely. So at the time I was, I was in a shitty relationship um, and I was a bitch in the relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, he told me to strap my balls on, man up. <laughs> and pretty much since then, you know, that's exactly what I've done and the results are louder than the words, really. Yeah. Cool. I love it. <laughs> Could have picked that one a mile away, but it was uh, Michael. <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, what's the most profound experience of your life? Oh, I've had a few in the last few years, but I'd yep. say the retreat with Wim probably. Yep. Yep, definitely. You know, after doing 90 minutes of intense breath work, nonstop, mm. that brought up some serious shit. Yeah. And, yeah, that was extremely powerful. It gives me goosebumps now just even thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the most profound moment, I think. Cool. All right, and last one. Whoops. Hang on, I've got to rim down here and I've lost it. What's the biggest sacrifice anyone's ever made for you? Oh, good one. That would be my mother. Yep. Yeah, so before I was even born, um, she left my father because he was not a very good person. Um, mm -hmm. So she walked away from that and sacrificed her life and the rest of her you know, uh, adult life, I guess you could say, uh, mm -hmm. to bring me and my siblings up away mm -hmm. from that environment. Yeah. So that's, yeah, pretty powerful. Mm. Cool. So the reason I ask those questions is uh, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, there's something in it for everyone and that anyone that's listening to this, um, there's something in there for them that they're listening yep. to it for a reason. So um, I love hearing other people's answers because I find that they always, always on some level connect with me and, and you know, I really get something from, from those questions um, and I, I hope the listeners do too. I'm sure they do as well. Yep. So, yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, Glenn, anyone that wants to work with you or to know more about what you do, where can we find you? Yep. So if they're on Facebook, um, just search for BPM, Holistic Wellness. So that stands for Body Purpose Movement. That was going to be my next wellness. question. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, B for body, P for purpose, M for movement. And that's my three pillars of uh, philosophy around my business, my coaching, and you know, looking after the body and the mind as one yeah. package. Mm, awesome. Uh, so yeah, on Facebook, BPM Holistic Wellness. Um, I've got a free group on there where we do regular challenges. We haven't had one for the last couple of months, but there's a few in the pipeline um, mm -hmm. for the next couple of months. 
Mm-hmm. Search um, BPM Holistic Wellness free challenges. There's a group there where everyone can join for free, or mm-hmm. on Instagram it's BPM underscore Holistic underscore Wellness. Cool. Um, and I presume all of your events and workshops and what have you are all listed on your social media, so yep. people can yep. find them on there. Yep. Um, if if you want to know more, I do have a um, VIP list for anyone who wants to join uh, where they'll get instant updates uh, when my events go live. Cool. So feel free to flick me a message on Facebook and I'll send you that. Uh, but yeah, all the events are listed on my Facebook page and I regularly post on there about them. Uh, but yeah, any, any further questions or anything, just flick me a message and I always reply. Perfect. All right. Well, Glenn, thank you so much. Um, as I said, I feel like I could sit here and talk to you about this stuff forever, um, yep. but I won't. <laughs> We've all got <laughs> shit to do. Um, yep. Yeah. Thank you, Mega Heat, for jumping on and, and yeah, chatting with me today. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me, Bree. And My thanks pleasure. for everyone listening. Awesome. So uh, for the listeners, as always, if there's someone that you'd like me to interview in the future, um, please do let me know, you know, comment, message, hit me up in whatever way you can. You can find me on social media by searching uh, the Live Free Movement or Brianna Bowley, that's B-R-I-A-N-A, Bowley, B-O-W-L-E-Y. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat and YouTube. Um, for my free Facebook group in which I provide a whole heap of free content, uh, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the live free movement. Um, And as always, until next time, what else is possible?